Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I'm Rudy Maxa, your genial host. Hey, if you've always visited of Dreaming Tahiti, my new one-hour television show, entitled Escape to French Polynesia is now available as a regular DVD or a Blu-ray disc on my television show website, which is maxa.tv. You'll also find more than 80 more episodes on the world's great destinations there. So if you're planning a trip abroad or have a college graduate about to travel, you might find a show worth watching. Here in Radioland, this is our itinerary this hour. We're going to start in California's central coast when we check in with an oyster festival where they're stocking up with literally tens of thousands of oysters. Then there are plenty of reasons to travel, but it seems that researching the history and origins of chocolate might rank among the very best. It's an assignment I would like. Well, that's what Kate Hopkins, whose blog called The Accidental Hedonist, was named by Time Magazine as one of the country's 50th coolest websites thought. She thought it would be cool to run around the world and find out about the history of chocolate and eat a whole lot of it. The result is her new book, Sweet Tooth. It's a tour of the U.S. and Europe's chocolate centers. Kate says there's a dark side, however, to chocolate. It's not all sweetness. As huge companies continue to... Uh, convince us to overindulge. Absolutely, I'm f totally behind overindulging on chocolate. You'll hear details in about 18 minutes after the hour. But wait, there's more. Did you know that that barf bag you found in a drawer you once brought home from an Eastern Airlines flight might actually be valuable? Turns out there's a robust business in collecting and selling airline memorabilia. Dwayne Young is the president of the hotel, excuse me, of the World Airline Historical Society. He explains what's hot and what's not later this hour. I'll also answer a few travelers' questions this hour. We'll do our deals of the week, but first let's start with a quick look at some news. Well, Airline luggage filled with cocaine arriving in Miami, Orlando, and Newark Airport? That's what law enforcement authorities say has been going on for years thanks to a network of smugglers working out of Puerto Rico's airport and those three airports in the continental United States. On Wednesday, authorities arrested dozens of alleged tra drug traffickers and airline employees. Some of the 45 people indicted, uh, some of those were uh, of the 45 people indicted in connection with the smuggling network. Kilograms of coke were also carried in backpacks or in airport work vehicles past security. The indictment said the gang transported more than 9,000 kilos of cocaine on American airline flights out to Puerto Rico and into mainland airports. Puerto Rico is a central transfer point between South America and the mainland U.S. for traffickers, which local officials says helps explain why the murder rate there in Puerto Rico is five times the national average. Last year, at least three people a day were murdered on Puerto Rico. Three a day. And in 2010, by the way, an FBI investigation resulted in the arrest of 89 law enforcement officials said to be providing protection for drug dealers. Well, if you receive an email from Delta Airlines saying you bought a ticket with a credit card and paperwork is attached, ignore it. Don't download it. Don't open any attachments. Don't click on any links. This week, Delta says it doesn't know who's sending out these emails, but it's not the airline. It also advises any Delta frequent flyer who receives such an email to immediately change his or her SkyMiles account PIN, personal identification number, and monitor your account to make sure there's no unusual activity taking place. Unusual activity being people using your miles for free tickets. A few weeks ago, we had an expert on the show discussing the dangers of Yosemite National Park drowning and its accidents while rock climbing ranked at the top of the list of fatalities in the park, according to Michael Guilieri. But another danger this week closed a popular campground there called Camp Curry. 
The National Park Service took the camp out of commission due to falling rocks. Really big rocks. On a happier note, on a happier note, as we broadcast to you on Saturday, if you happen to be in the Central California coastal area around San Luis Obispo and the Morro Bay neighborhood, you can have all the oysters you've ever, you've ever dreamed of eating by attending a function going on that uh, is being held by an organization called Options. It works to help de developmentally disabled folks or those who have suffered head injuries. Uh, Mike uh, Mamit is with uh, Options, and he joins me today to give me an eyewitness report on the Oyster Festival. How many oysters do you figure you're going to serve up uh, in the course of the day, Mike? Well, thank you, Rudy, for having me on the show. We anticipate selling thousands of, of uh, Morro Bay oysters. They've been harvested uh, just yesterday from the um, uh, back bay of Morro Bay. Um, I actually sampled one last night myself, and they are just exquisite. Now, you told me when, we, when I invited you on the show, you're going to have three or 4,000 people. So when you say you're going to serve thousands of oysters, uh, we're, I, we're mean, I might kidding. think 10,000. We're not kidding. And in, in, in this event, so much more than just about oysters. We're going to have more than 30 food vendors. We're going to have four bands. Uh, we have lots and lots of Central Coast uh, wines from some of the best vineyards around. Mm. Um, so it's going to be just a wonderful, wonderful all-day event. And I know it's Saturday morning there, and this runs till nine at uh, eight at night at the, on the Morro Bay Golf Course. How's the weather? You know, at this time of the year, we tend to get a lot of fog in Morro Bay, but today it is just spectacular. It's going to be a wonderful day. We have just served up the perfect environment and a, a wonderful day and a wonderful way to spend the afternoon on the Central Coast. Now, is the golf course closed for this, or is it adjacent to the golf course? Actually, it is on one of the golf courses in the uh, fairway, and there will be the golf courses still open. There will be golfers going around, and they've just shortened one of the holes so that we can squeeze in and have our event. And the golfers would stop by for a few oysters as well. Yeah, that's correct. I think it helps your golf swing. <laughs> so it'll certainly um, inspire you to play a little bit better. Well, it's supposed to inspire you to do a lot of other things, oysters. Um, that's <laughs> well, the legend. Boy, I tell you, I tell you, whoever, whatever marketing guy came up with that deserves a medal so, or another plate <laughs> well, of oysters. Now, I'm not familiar with Morro Bay oysters. Are they big? Are they little? Are they briny? Are they sweet? They're, they're sweet. They're little. Um, you know, if you let them grow, of course, they'll grow much bigger. But we're, they're harvesting them at, at a very uh, 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 small stage of their growth so that they're very sweet. Um, and they had, uh, last night when I was sampling them, they had a, uh, a sauce on top that was just fantastic. Hmm. You're killing me here. And that combined <laughs> with wine. Are there other foods as well? Absolutely. We're going to have Thai food. We're going to have Basque food, Italian. So there's a wide range of foods. So if people are a little afraid of oysters, we will have something for them. Guaranteed. It's sort of rainy and dismal and dark here in St. Paul as I broadcast. I think I'd rather be in Central California near the Morro Bay Golf Course, frankly, Mike. Well, I wish you could make it out here for us, Rudy. You'd have a great time. I guarantee it. And this is the first fundraiser of this sort you've done for Options, correct? That's correct. We've done a lot of other uh, music festivals. We've had some really big names that have played for us in the past. We do have um, four groups, two local groups, Neon Russell and Tropo. Oh, but great. then we also have Hot Buttered Rum, and we have Walk Off the Earth from Canada, which has got one of the largest YouTube uh, hits. Um, right now around, so they're really hot, and they're going to be our headliner at about 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock this evening. We'll have a great Central Coast Oyster Fest. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. 
Mike Mimitz with Options. He's the CEO of Options. That's the organization that helps uh, disabled, develop, developmentally disabled folks or those who have suffered any injuries. This is a fundraiser. And if you're near the central coast of California on today, Saturday, I know a lot of our shows get uh, time shifted by our station until Sunday, but if you're listening Saturday and can make it, by all means do. One last thing. United Airlines followed Delta's January increase, increase this week on the amount of money passengers must pay to check a second bag on transatlantic flights. Last week you paid $70, now you're going to pay $100 if you check a second bag and aren't an elite member of United's frequent flyer program and thereby entitled to waive baggage fees. Airline cited fuel and baggage handling costs as a reason. Uh, airline fuels dropped sharply the last month or so. I don't know. You figure it out. Right, when we come back, a woman who went traveling for candy. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Going on vacation? We like to think we'll never have an emergency away from home, but the truth is, accidents happen. Take Susan and her husband David. They were strolling in Munich when Susan stumbled on a cobblestone, fell, and broke her ankle. Susan needed surgery and wanted to be treated by her doctors at home. Luckily, Susan and David had a travel assistance membership from OnCall International, so they didn't need to worry. OnCall helped them with everything. Don't you want an emergency resource, too? Visit OnCallInternational.com today, or for more info, visit RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors. Geico says, let's make life simpler. You need to buy something, but you don't want to make a mistake. So what do you do? Scour the web? Collect sales circulars? Ask your brother-in-law? How about this? When it comes to car insurance, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. I repeat, 97%. So make it simple. Just ask a friend who has GEICO. Then click or call. You could make it 98%. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Do you or someone you know have an overseas trip coming up? Perhaps a college student preparing to study abroad or someone planning a honeymoon or trip of a lifetime. Why not get a feel for the place by ordering one of my DVDs? From Paris to Hong Kong, Tokyo to Tuscany, I've made more than 80 shows on the world's great destinations. Knowing a bit about the history, culture, people, and cuisine of a city or region beforehand can enrich any trip. Just click on store at www.maxa.tv to sample my DVDs. That's maxa.tv, and check out the new Blu-rays as well. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 18 minutes after the hour. This segment of the show is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. And if and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation like political or social unrest. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need 
to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. More info at OnCallInternational.com or go to the radio show's website, RudyMaxa.com. Scroll down that homepage and click on Sponsors. Uh, you'll also find podcasts of past shows there and this show by Monday afternoon, I would think. If there's something, an interview you hear, like the one coming up that you might want to pass on to some friends, you can also click on uh, my Travel Minute. Five days a week I do a consumer travel commentary that runs on many of our stations during morning drive time. If you don't hear it, it's there at RudyMaxa.com. Well, you know, we cover, we say there's a lot of reasons to travel on Rudy Maxa's world, and we've covered many of them. But I think that our next guest, Kate Hopkins, found the best reason to travel. She has always had a sweet tooth, and one day, Seattle resident decided to go around the world, or at least to Europe and around the United States, in search of candy and chocolate and the history thereof. Kate, welcome to the show, and congratulations on finding the best reason to travel, perhaps in the world. Thank you, Rudy. I appreciate it. All right. Now, you had, I mean, I am very impressed with your new, the new book is called Sweet Tooth. It's published by St. Martin's Press. Subtitle is The Bittersweet History of Candy. We'll explain bittersweet in just a moment. But I was so impressed at your, in your book, at your vivid recollection of candy and your childhood. I mean, it really meant a lot to you, didn't it? It was like currency to you. Oh, it was absolutely a currency. When you live in a household with four other children, with four other siblings, uh, Candy becomes the way in which you get to bribe and get what you want in some ways, <laughs> at least amongst the kids, you know. And, and it's, it's a form of trading for favors, I presume, as well. Absolutely. In fact, your form of currency was, is, uh, gosh, is uh, pepper, peppermint patties, and you, in, you rate many of the candies and chocolates you come across during your travels to the equivalent of how many peppermint, York peppermint patties you think they're worth. I love that. Very much. All right. Now, yeah, now, we, now let me we use peppermint patties as as the baseline of sorts. That's so there right. Were candies that were better, better, and some that were worse, and we just worked off of that. Now, it it also seems to me that uh, you began your quest, as as you write in your book. Um, I don't want to say with blinders on, but you it was just, just going to be a lot, a sort of a fun romp through the history of candy and and chocolate, and along the way, and, and this is where we get into the bittersweet. Along the way, you found that it. Not always the sweetest of pictures, if you'll pardon me for saying that. Uh, that's true. Uh, we have a certain idea of what candy is and what, rep what it represents, and we often tie it to childhood. But the history is a little more convoluted than that. Uh, it includes the history of sugar and the slave trade and things along that line. It involves uh, the current problems with uh, the production of cocoa, with uh, child labor and things along that line. There's a dark undercurrent going on in the confectionery industry, and in it both currently and in its past. And one of the things you talk about is is um, really getting us to overindulge. And how do they do that? Just through shrewd marketing? It is... What they want to do is this, is separate us from the actual industrial aspect of, uh, of candy production. And you can see it when you go to Hershey's or Cadbury World in England, where they create an, an amusement park type atmosphere, uh -huh. and, they, and they tie it in with you know uh, our own love and nostalgia surrounding you know how grandparents gave us the candy, and they separate us from the actual production of it, and it removes us from uh, you know up the the distribution chain where where it's more likely that the bad stuff is happening. And this could be child labor in the Ivory Coast, for example, uh, in current day. We're not talking history. Right, exactly. Did you, um, did you hear horror stories, or did you hear general stories? General stories. Uh, the, the purpose of the book was, was not really to go into great detail, because I don't, uh, there are other people who do it better, stronger, faster than I do in regards to that. But it was more along the lines of just understanding 
uh, food production, not just candy, but food production all over, and how candy is a great microcosm of, of all this. My guest is named Kate Hopkins. She's a Seattle resident, and she's got a new book out from San Martin's Press. It's very entertaining and informative called Sweet Tooth. Uh, you know, lately, and I must admit I'm a victim of this as well, Kate, uh, chocolate has become sort of the new wine. Um, you don't just go buy dark chocolate or regular chocolate or chocolate with almonds or peanuts. Now you've got to consider the amount of cocoa, pure cocoa in it. And you write in your book, let, let me find the line here, uh, you say, I find chocolate here is both intimidating and borderline pretentious. <laughs> and I, I, you have, you've gone to a number of shops, including one you like a lot in your hometown, uh, where, where the, the provenance, the terroir, in other words, the climate and the, and the, and the soil that where cocoa beans are grown, all apparently impact the taste of the chocolate. Yes. That's, that's the belief, and I'm not sure that the, the, most of us with a general palate, you know, who haven't taste for, who, who don't taste for a, a living, can make those kind of distinctions, at least on a very small basis. Uh, it's interesting because they've, gra they've grasped on to the marketing strategies of wine, and there's a lot of parallels between how they refer to chocolates versus how they refer to, to wine, and there's a lot of the same words being bandied about, like you mentioned terroir, and there's also grand cru, and in, in, de in defining the size of the chocolate. It's, it's very interesting how they've glommed on it to the exceptionalism and the exoticness of wine and transferred over to chocolate. And you found some very expensive chocolates, didn't you? Oh, there are some people who are selling chocolates up to $100, a pound after they've you know, uh, transferred it and made it into their own special brand. And, and we're not talking some of the old houses like Godiva from, uh, was Godiva from Belgium or France? Uh, Godiva was from Belgium. From Belgium, as was Newhouse. Is it Newhouse? That's correct. Yeah. Um, and, and those are fairly expensive, but you're, there's a whole, apparently, a level. Where do you find these much more expensive ones? You find them here in the States. Uh, there was a brand out of Texas, and I won't give them the name, uh, um, but they, they were clearly shilling just to get that profit margin that was just astronomical. So they would take somebody else's chocolate, but wrap it very fancy, put a fancy name on it, logo, and a whole story behind it, and sell it for a, a hugely up price? That's exactly right. They were buying the chocolate for like $12 a pound and then selling it for like 120 Oh, my goodness. Are they still in existence? They still are in existence, yes. But they've lowered their prices some after somebody pointed out to the fact that they were kind of ripping people off. And where would you find that kind of product? In, in like a Neiman Marcus? or a, You would or... find it in Neiman Marcus. Uh, Dean and DeLuca was selling it for a while. Oh. All the upscale shops you can think of, uh, uh, they also tried marketing it to um, award shows. And, uh, you know, they have these exclusive boutiques in Beverly Hills and things along that line. So the environment that it was in was very important to the feeling you had about the chocolate. Absolutely. It, you, you know, it, it tried to trade off of the, the exoticness we feel when we go to Belgium or to Italy or Switzerland and then transfer it and saying it's something more than what it is. How do you evaluate a feel of chocolate? Is it like, like mouthfeel or after? I mean, is it like wine? There are some aspects that are wine-like when you approach it, but honestly, it's, 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 a, it's a balanced thing. It's, it, you want smoothness when you, when you taste it. Uh, you want... You don't want it to be overly sweet. We here in the States tend to like Hershey bars, and there's a little sour aftertaste that's, that it's famous for. 
Um, if you go to England with the Cadbury brands, they are they are historically overly they are heavily on the sugar, um, and I like something that's a little more restrained, a little more nuanced, if you will. And did your taste change in the course of researching your book? Yes and no. I, I think I got a better appreciation for the hard work it comes to make a great chocolate bar or a great piece of candy. But at the same point, I have no problem in buying a Snickers bar. Okay, so, I mean, and in this, in this, all the months of research that you did, you tasted caramels, toffee, butterscotch, chocolates. Um, at the end of the day, did uh, uh, did you change your mind about York peppermint patty, or is that still the gold standard for you? <laughs> it's still sort of the gold standard for me. <laughs> Well, it's a great book. It's a very enjoyable romp, and, uh, you know, you're on a travel show, and you traveled, and I know people who travel just to get particular kinds of wine or eat in particular restaurants, and now also might want to go find particular chocolates or candies. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Kate Hopkins' new book is called Sweet Tooth, The Bittersweet History of Candy. It's published by St. Martin's Press. It just came out, and it's a terrific look at... Um, I don't want to say the underbelly, but the behind the scenes of the candy and chocolate world and what sometimes makes us buy stuff that we might not otherwise buy or taste stuff we might not otherwise taste. Check it out, Sweet Tooth. We'll be back in just a moment here in Rudy Max's World. Coming up next, we're going to talk about folks who collect all kinds of weird things from airlines, most of which have gone on to airline heaven. Stick around. You're in Rudy Max's World. Glad you are. We'll be right back after these messages. to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. After a lifetime of waiting, Kenneth and Kim had their retirement trip to Italy at last. On their final day in Rome, their guide brought them to the Trevi Fountain and told them the legend, with your back to the fountain, toss coins in the pond. Toss one and you'll return to Rome. Toss two, you'll fall in love. Toss three, you'll fall in love with Rome. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Geico says, let's make life simpler. It's ironic. Sometimes technology makes life more complicated. Take your TV, for example. How many remote control devices does it take to change a channel? Geico, on the other hand, makes technology work for you. Your laptop, smartphone, tablet... No matter what device you have, no matter where you are, you're never more than a click or call away from GEICO. It really is as simple as that. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. This hour is brought to you by the good folks at Travel Guard. It's a chartist company. It's a worldwide leader in travel insurance. Travel Guard provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe, helping leisure and business travelers solve problems and manage risks. Right now, if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories... You can read the newest story in a series of true travel tales and be eligible to win a new Kindle. 
Now, every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from its travelers about their experiences on the road. And in this latest one, a woman experiences scary symptoms while on a trip to the Mediterranean and finds herself fearing the worst. You can find out the true story. It's a very short story. I think it's three or four sentences long. And see the ending to the story and have a chance to win a Kindle by going to TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Welcome back to the show. I'm Rudy Maxa. And, you know, if you go to eBay... You will find, as I just did a moment ago, and you type in airline memorabilia, oh, my goodness, you can buy, let's see, uh, an America West Airlines first-class serving tray, um, a United Airlines Tulip uh, Tulip logo memorabilia. Uh, The list is endless. A Delta Airlines airline companion wallet drawstring flight bag. Unbelievable. United Arab Emirates Airlines red golf umbrella with the airline's logo on it. Well, a guy who knows a whole lot about this is my next guest. His name is Dwayne Young, and he's president of the World Airline Historical Society. Dwayne, welcome to the show. How are you doing this morning, Mr. Max? Very fine. How are you? First of all, do you collect airline memorabilia? I presume you do. Oh, for about 35 years now, yes, sir. Have you been in the airline business? I am retired from Delta, yes, sir. Okay, and uh, do you find that many of the folks who are involved with your society and with whom you may trade or buy things have or are or were in the airline business? Well, somewhat. A lot of people don't realize that over 200 airlines have gone out of business since the airline industry was deregulated, which has put a lot of people out of work. A lot of people want to keep those memories alive. You have some of the people that are in the airline industry that want to keep their memories alive. A lot of people have changed companies over the years and then you have those that want to get into the airline business but haven't for whatever reason this is their way to get a little bit of the memorabilia well that is the best single explanation i've heard of of why people are interested in airline memorabilia it's really about touching a memory or remembering travels or uh, a kinship isn't it that's correct yes sir there are i gather there are events around the country more than one where similarly-minded people get together to buy or trade some of this memorabilia? There's usually at least one event per month in the U.S., and during the year, the uh, summer months in Europe, they have them also in some of the larger cities. Here in the U.S., we have a large convention each year, which attracts around 2,000 people from around the world. And this year, that event will be in Memphis, Tennessee, on July 26, 7 and 8. July 26th in Memphis, Tennessee. And what is the website, your website, Dwayne, so we can find more details, or listeners can find more details? You can find us on Facebook at World Airline Historical Society or Airliners International Association. You can also find us on Twitter. It's World Air Society, one word. And then our website is wahsonline.com. Which stands for World Airline Historical Society. Um Okay, now what kind of, I mean, I presume like any marketplace, whether we're talking wines or or antique toys or books or art, that there are uh, are ups and downs in the value of various items. What do you find to be the most popular items, generally speaking? Generally speaking, these days for your, I'm not going to call it your hardcore collector, but just a person that wants to touch the industry, it seems to be models. Models of airplanes that airlines put out? Not necessarily airlines. You have an awful lot of companies that reproduce them in different liveries. Yes, sir. 
Okay, so these are not are. model airplanes that as a kid you put together with glue. These are representations of particular airline brands that you can set on your desk or a bookshelf. That's correct. Like when you go on your vacation to Paris or whatever, you fly whatever airline. Some people like to get a small model to remember that flight, and they like you say, put it on their desk or whatever. That's true. These are still on sale today in those in-flight catalogs, aren't they? And is there are there particular carriers whose models might be more coveted than others? Well, no, I don't think so. I think it has more to do with with your personal experience. Mm-hmm. Now, now, some of the bigger models you can get, like in a one fiftieth scale, which has a six foot wingspan. Right. Some of those were put out by some of the airlines that have disappeared in their marketing departments, and those are highly collectible and can go from six to eight thousand dollars a piece. Wow. I know whenever anyone writes about this topic or we talk about it, the subject of barf bags come up. Is that a serious collectible item, or is that more a sort of, sort of gimmick? You know, it's really a gimmick. It kind of riles me a little bit when people talk about the barf bags, because I only know, and I know quite a few people in the industry, but I only know two people that seriously collect them. <laughs> yeah, they, but they do seem to get some publicity, don't they, Dwayne? <laughs> they do, and, and the, the man who's collects the most. I think he's in the Guinness World Book of Records for having the biggest collection of air sickness bags. Well, good for him. If you uh, happen to have some airline memorabilia or like to know more about it, check out uh, Dwayne's website for the World Airline Historical Society. It's wahsonline.com. Dwayne, have a good convention uh, in July. We may check back with you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. You have a great day. Thanks. We'll be right back with listener questions. Stick around. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Geico says, let's make life simpler. It's a fact of modern life. Switching isn't easy. Your bank, your cable company, your girlfriend. Let's just say each switch comes with a certain degree of difficulty. But switching to Geico, now that couldn't be easier. First of all, it only takes 15 minutes. And just like that, you could be saving hundreds on car insurance. No muss, no fuss, no irate, vengeful, significant others. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. 1-800-525-2563. Ever wondered what you do if you were seriously sick or injured on a trip? You need On Call International, and joining me is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Now, Mike, why is this protection so critical? Medical evacuation in the U.S. or abroad can cost 30 
40, 50, or even $100,000 and is rarely covered by major medical plans, including Medicare. OnCall International membership protects your health and wallet with services, including evacuation to the hospital of your choice. And right now you can save 30% off your membership with the code RUDY30 at OnCallInternational.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Does your furnace need repair? Your house need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen or bath, big or small? Whatever your home improvement need, log on to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Service Magic is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handyman roofers, and many other home contractors. Go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It is about 43 minutes after the hour. And, uh, you know, we invite you to call us and, 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 and ask us travel questions or comments if you'd like from now and then. And now, uh, from, now and, uh, from now and then is what I should say. And I always want to remind you that if we're not on the air, you're going to call our 800 number, 800-387-8025, and you'll get my voice recording inviting you to leave your message. And then uh, if it's something we think our audience could learn from, we'll get back to you. I'd like to go to uh, Cutstown, Pennsylvania. Carol is on the line with us. Carol, am I pronouncing is it Kutztown or Cutstown? Kutztown. Kutztown. you got it. Part of the Pennsylvania Dutch country. Yes, you are indeed. And you had a question about hiking alone, didn't you? What was what did you exactly. want to ask about? Exactly. Um, back in my younger days, I used to love to hike on the Appalachian Trail and take my children and so forth. But as a senior citizen now, I'm really nervous about hiking alone. And that's what I like most, is to be alone on the trail and just enjoy the nature um, around me. So are there any ideas that you might have as to how I could be safe without taking a partner along. Well, we, you know, we. I, I think your question is probably prompted because we talked uh, the last couple of weeks with a couple of folks about hiking. One of whom was my friend uh, Henry Fortunato, who, like yeah. you, likes to go out for long periods of time and hike by himself. So I thought, rather than my offering some advice, I might get Henry on the phone, and he joins us from his home in Kansas City. Hi, Henry. Rudy, how are you? Good. What do you have to say to Carol? Well, you know, I've been thinking about that, and um, uh, I can certainly sympathize with the joy of walking alone, but I do think that, that her concerns um, have some validity, and, uh, and so um, not because trails are dangerous, but, uh, but why take a risk when you don't have to? So I, I do have some ideas, and actually, if I can put on my, my librarian hat, um, I think the place to start is in the Kutztown Public Library. Uh, there's two places to go, I would think. Uh, first, uh, call up a reference librarian, and uh, he or she can guide, uh, guide you through the thickets of the Internet and perhaps find 
some chapters of, of some local walking clubs. Um, undoubtedly, there's, a, there's an Appalachian Trail club uh, out there in, in Kutztown oh, uh, yes. or, or Nature Conservancy or one of those kinds of things. Um, or perhaps the library uh, serves as a meeting place for one of these groups, uh, uh, their monthly meeting to talk about what they're going to do. I think the thing is... You know, when you go on a uh, on a group hike, it's not like you're marching in a in an army formation or something. I mean, people go at their own pace. So, so you'd be on your own. You just wouldn't be alone. And maybe there'd be somebody a quarter mile in front of you or a hundred feet behind you. It's not quite the same thing, but it's pretty close. And then the concerns about being alone would be gone. Oh, excellent! I had I didn't realize that about the clubs. That's a yeah. great idea. So I think that I think that if you call up your local public library, uh, ask for the reference librarian, they can help you find the locations or the contact information for these local clubs. Or they might also tell you that, yeah, as a matter of fact, the XYZ Trail Club meets here once a month on Thursdays at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's open to the public. You can go to that meeting. You'll meet some people. You'll find out when their next hike is. And, again, it's not, you're not totally alone, but you're almost alone, and, and, and therefore um, you can have most of the solitude that one gets from walking. Oh, super. I'm going to have to give them a call. Carol, how long have you been hiking? Oh, oh, since my 20s, I guess. So that would be, well, many, many years. <laughs> uh, not, not hiking anymore. Now I kind of amble instead. That's okay. Well, That's okay. Right, Henry? Ambling is ambling is fantastic. Strolling, rambling, ambling. Uh, <laughs> as long as you're out there in the countryside soaking it all in, it's definitely worth it. Yes. Well, oh, thank you so much. Well, Carol, I appreciate your call. Thanks for, I hope this uh, inspires you to get out there and hit the trails. It's good weather time. Oh, absolutely. It's a perfect day here in Pennsylvania. All right. Thank you. you know the station you listen to us on there? Uh, W-E-E-U. Oh, terrific. Well, thank you to you and to W-E-E-U for bringing you the show. I appreciate your calling in, too. I hope this helps. Thanks so much. Thank you. Henry, where did you go walking last weekend after we talked, or two weekends ago? Oh, we've, we've lost. Carol's gone. here in uh, northeast Kansas. Oh, uh, you're still there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Very nice. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I spoke over your answer. What were you saying? Oh, I did one of the local trails here in, in northeast Kansas, uh, about 10 miles. It was a great day for it. And do you ever go hiking with a group? No, I don't. Um, I, as I say, I prefer to go alone. But, um, but if I was concerned about being alone, then I would definitely do one of these group things because there's, then there's other people on the trail, and then that concern that, that Carol had would be dissipated. Well, thank you for helping out. She clearly sounded uh, thrilled with your advice, and I wouldn't have thought of that, and I appreciate it. It's that librarian thing, you know? Yeah. Henry Fortunato works with the Kansas City Public Library. He's in charge of all their public affairs. We appreciate him joining us. Appreciate you joining us. Stick around. We're going to come right back with some deals of the week. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 
52 minutes after the hour. Hey, if you haven't, go on to Facebook and click on Rudy Maxa-TV Show. Yes, this is a radio show, but they didn't have a category for that fan page on Facebook when I signed up, so I had to take TV show, because I do do a TV show as well. Um, anyway, you just go there, and if you click it, like me, we're trying to hit 2,000 likes uh, before the not before the near future, in the near future. Click on like. Um, I'll put things like some of my deals of the week up there, links to some of our guests, some of my observations, some of my favorite things. Uh, anyway, Facebook, Rudy Maxa-TV Show. I'd appreciate it. You've probably heard of the British beach resorts, and I put that in quotes, of uh, Blackpool and Brighton. It's their favorite places for uh, family, uh, for generations, for British families to go in the summer and uh, they've got Punch and Judy shows and striped deck chairs and entertainment on the pier. You've seen the scene. Things are getting a little ugly over there now. One of the other resorts, a little less famous, called uh, Skegness, has uh, resorted to what the other two bigger resort towns call Dirty Tricks. It's a campaign to lure tourists away from them. Um, they've released a series of advertisements, the folks at Skegness have, um, showing graffiti on buildings in Blackpool and Brighton and saying, with a voiceover saying, for sites you'll want to remember, visit Skegness. Ooh, slap in the face to Blackpool and Brighton. Uh, the two resorts have, uh, uh, have have cried foul, say this isn't fair. Um, the Skegness guy, the head of tourism there who commissioned the poster, says we're not trying to upset anyone, just a bit of friendly rivalry. And uh, it's, got, it's gotten a little ugly. Um, there's a lot of tourists, millions of tourists, uh, 13 million go to Blackpool every year. Brighton gets eight. Poor little Skegness only gets four million. And as Brighton says, well, there's a big difference. People who visit Skegness maybe would not want to go again, whereas we get lots of repeat customers in Brighton. Oh, when those British, when those Brits start scrapping, it can get ugly. Okay, got a couple of deals of the week for you. Hey, June is the month where if you're a U.S. Airways flyer and you want to buy extra miles, they'll give you a 100% bonus. So you can purchase as many as 50,000 miles and get another 50,000 miles for a total price of $1,750. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of money, $1,750, but if you really want 100,000 miles for a, say, most of what you need for a business class ticket overseas, $1,750 is pretty cheap because business class tickets are three dollars or $4,000. Oh, there's also a fee of $130. You're still buying miles for less than $0.02 cents each. It's not a great bargain, but if you need it, if you need it, because 100,000 miles gives you a low-season business class flight to South America or Europe. So if you can buy 100,000 miles during the month of June from U.S. Airways for 1750 bucks and a fee of $130, so what does that come to? Eight, 1900 bucks. Call it 1900 bucks all in. Uh, there you go. Do not buy miles just so you can see your account go higher. Buy them for a particular purpose, because you want to get a business class seat to Europe or South America on U.S. Airways, and seven or 1900 is a whole lot better than paying 4000 So go to U.S. Airways, click on the Buy Miles page. This is good only during June. How about a nine-day fall foliage tour of New England for under, for under $175 a night per person? That's the offer from Virgin Vacations. Now, this is an escorted tour that begins and ends in Boston. And the price includes accommodations, eight breakfasts, one lunch, travel by luxury motor coach through the heart of New England's most scenic and historic sites. You're going to see the fall colors of Massachusetts' Berkshire Mountains, Vermont's Green Mountains, Maine's Western Lake Region, New Hampshire's White Mountains, full day of leisure in Cape Cod, among other places. You're going to visit Stowe and Woodstock in Vermont, Kenny Bunkport, home of the Bushes, family uh, getaway in Maine. You'll walk Boston's Freedom Trail. You can sample cheeses in Vermont and dine at a traditional clam bake in Portsmouth. The price is $1,400 per person by land only. This is, again, nine-day, eight nights. 
But Virgin America Airlines will throw in your airline tickets for about $119 more from D.C. and Washington. That's great for a round trip between Washington and Boston. Or $180 more from Chicago. And there are also suite fares from Miami, L.A., and San Francisco as well. All taxes and fuel charges are included in these prices. So it's $1,400 per person, land only, nine days, uh, eight nights on an escorted tour in the fall. There are three departure dates in September, one in early October. You can find details at virgin-vacations.com. I'll also post that on Facebook uh, so you can link directly from there. And don't forget about, I think I mentioned this last week, but it's worth mentioning again, that if you have an AARP card, the American Association of Retired People, as you used to call it, uh, you are entitled to a discount on British Airways. It's a simple dollars-off deal on any fare you can find. As an AARP member, you'll get $400 round-trip off on any first- or business-class ticket. Um, in the World Traveler Plus, which is sort of the you know better coach seating, more room, that sort of thing. You'll get $150 off on round trips to Britain and $200 off on a connecting ticket beyond London. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, there's uh, for coach. If you're just flying regular old coach, the cheapest seats you can find, you'll get $75 off round trip to Britain and $100 off on connecting flights to Europe or beyond. Uh, but uh, these discounts, by the way, are valued are, are value are, are valuable all the way through March 31st of next year. So it's a big window till March 31st of next year. But you got to book your travel by October 31st to use this AARP discount. So there you go. If you got an AARP account, AARP card, when you go to British Airways or call them, let them know you got it, and you can get these discounts. You know, even on the coach ticket, $75 round trip to Britain, hey, it'll pay for your bag, you know, if you have to pay check baggage fees. Okay, coming to the end of another hour, all too fast, entirely too fast. I want to thank all the stations that carry Rudy Max's World. I think we're about to 151 stations now, and I want to thank all our hundreds of thousands of listeners who tune in each week. I hope you'll do the same again next weekend. I want to thank Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and Anna Schofield as the executive producer, and I want to thank you for listening. See you next weekend here in Rudy Max's World. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.